All right, what is up, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Brown's Banner. Today's date is Monday, January 18th, 2021. I'm going to be co-hosting with my good friend James Fout once again. James, thank you for taking the time out to join us today. Yes, sir. Appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. A little, uh, little, little gloomy for us uh, today after yesterday's events, after yesterday's game for the Browns. I know you drove out. You actually drove out to Maryland to uh, watch the game with me. That's a nice little haul, about a six-hour, six-and-a-half-hour drive from Columbus to Maryland. Unfortunately, you had to make that trip back uh, on a losing edition of a Monday. Um, oh, yeah. But Definitely made the drive worse. Yeah, but there are some bright sides um, to the Browns this year, from at least from what we saw, uh, which, is, which is a good thing, a little, little silver lining. Um, so – We'll just take the listeners through the game real quick. Just go over uh, what happened. Um, so obviously, three hundred five kickoff uh, in Kansas City. Not an easy easy place to play. No, not even with full capacity either. Which is, it was you know it's still tough out there. It has to be that and the wind. Uh, the wind was was going a little bit as we saw yeah. from a couple field goal attempts. Yeah, I would say affected some kicks. Yeah. So we started off uh, the Browns. Uh, I'm sorry, the Chiefs received the ball to begin um, the first half. Uh, their first drive, uh, they had a 10-play, 75-yard drive, which was capped by Mahomes on a one-yard keeper, um, which was interesting because you don't really see on that keeper he ran an option, so the quarterback option, yeah. Yeah, just straight from under center. No no play, act, nothing like that. He just kept it and ran off, uh, ended up scoring on it. Um, good play call by Andy Reid as usual. Yeah. Um, always gets the ball in his best player's hands. Yeah, which is. It could, it, I mean, obviously he gets the ball in his hand every time, but yeah. he just put and it just puts him in different situations, you know. Which is what good coaches do. Absolutely. Um. So Butker though, uh, he did miss the extra point, which uh, yeah. came in kind of important down the stretch of the road, uh, down the road, uh, towards the end of the game. If he um, scored, it came back to him. In there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so then the Browns get the ball. Uh, they go 12 plays, 47 yards for a 46-yard field goal attempt by Parkey. Yep. Uh, that was the first quarter, nothing other than that. Going into the second quarter, um, the Chiefs did have a 75 uh, – I'm sorry, a seven-play, 75-yard drive capped by a uh, 20-yard touchdown reception by Kelsey, I think. Yeah, that drive took three minutes, man. It took, they went 75 yards in three minutes, does not that's crazy. That's that just shows that they can move the ball whenever they want. Yeah, they're they're firepower, man. It's nuts. And on that one, actually, I think you pointed out to me while we were watching the game, Kelsey broke off Denzel Ward. Yeah, I on mean, that route, he's, he's he's the best guy we got. That was bad. It was. And that, that's was. a that's a tight end running that route. Yeah, it doesn't get much more smooth than I that. Mean, he he's a receiver though to me when it comes to run running routes, man. He's a big big target. He's so smooth, like in and out of his breaks and. The way he can cut on a dime, like to be 6'5", 240, 250, however big he is. The big dude. Is, it's crazy, man. He He's gifted, that's for sure. <laughs> um, after they scored that, uh, they did get a uh, – in the second quarter, they got a 28 and a 50-yard field goal. Uh, that 50-yard field goal was actually the longest – I think they said that it was the longest field goal in playoff history for the, for the Chiefs, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Impressive. Impressive field goal, that's for sure. Um and then as well as Bucker. He has a he has a big leg, man. He does. He does. Um 
And then obviously at the end of the half, towards the end, we start driving. We go down there. I think uh, Mayfield hits Higgins for that long, long pass. Higgins reaches out into the end zone, ends up uh, fumbling into the end zone, into the back of the end zone. We get a touchback call. Um, Bunch of controversy there. Big controversy. Big controversy with that. I know. Originally, when we were watching it, uh, me and you had we had different opinions on that uh, because I said uh, the, after watching the replay, um, the helmet to helmet. Uh, I know originally we were saying I, you know, I hope the ball crossed the goal line, which of course yeah, that was it didn't. The first thing, obviously. Um, and then after that, I know I was on the helmet to helmet bandwagon, and uh, you were actually on the opposite side of that as a Browns fan, which was uh, pretty. I, I would say pretty fair of you to say. Yeah, I just, I mean, as a defense, like, well, I'm biased too towards the defense because that's what I played when I played. So it's just hard for them, man. Like, how do you expect them to, like, they don't think about that shit whenever they get the tackle, you know what I mean? No, no. He's trying to make a play, I think, is, is, uh, I mean, I can understand it. I can understand. um, I think it was a blown call, but I do understand why that happened because. I mean, by the book. By the rule book, it's definitely a blown call for sure. Yeah, but I, again, that's that's just the DB trying to make a play, save yeah. a touchdown, and he did. So um, yeah, and I mean, and Hankins is a runner too, so like he's not defenseless, which is goes into the targeting rule too. Right. For like, but crown the head in general is you can't. I mean, that's what they're trying to take that out the game. Yeah, so. and and uh, I think afterwards when we were listening to Stefanski's uh his live uh, interview with everybody, he he actually was like, hey. You know, we basically we don't teach our guys to do that. We don't want them to reach the which, ball out. Yeah, which I was telling you, I was like, that's crazy from a coaching aspect to like to even like hit on that. Like, hey, whenever we get down to the goal line, you got a chance to reach it out. Don't do it. Yeah, we, we'll take the ball in the one yard line. Don't don't stretch for it. Because if you think about it, I mean, that just blows my mind of how in depth coaching yeah. in the NFL might be to hit on something that small and that 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 small to let you guys know don't do it because this is what could happen absolutely you talk about changing the culture man like that's one of the little things like we know of like there's you know there's got to be so many different little things you know what i mean so it's like yeah that and i think uh a lot of we didn't see a lot of uh posting on social media and talking and all that stuff throughout the year so i think you can definitely see the culture change from kitchens being there to Stefanski taking over and, you know, yeah. running it how it basically should be ran. Yeah, like, and to come in like he did, like, his first year here, and he, like, like they said, the people, like, listen to, like, podcasts, other podcasts and stuff, like, people that are, like, around the Browns organization, like Nathan Cigar and stuff. Yeah. yeah. They say, like, he has their full attention. Like, they respect him. Like, it's just crazy how he can do that. Which like, going, to, going to the locker room, bunch of full of grown men. And just grab their respect like that. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't have previous championships. He he doesn't have previous credentials or nothing like that, you know? So it's like that's that's pretty crazy, man. Yeah, which is I think is a lot of what the Browns were missing, uh coming into 100%. Yeah, from last year to this year was was that coach that demanded their respect pretty much. Yeah. Um so diving back into the game, that took us to halftime. What what's up, bro? Little thing I want to hit on the uh the reaching out thing. I was watching uh Shannon and Skip earlier and uh they Skip was talking about how he reached out and like Stefanski don't don't want them to do that or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Shannon Sharp said that comes from Belichick. He said that's a Belichick thing. Like he's the first one to like hit on that. To so about not reaching it out. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, I can see Belichick saying something exactly. like that. Yeah, that's, that doesn't that didn't surprise me at all. <laughs> no, that's that's not surprising at all. Um, 
so diving back in that obviously that took us to uh to halftime uh hey, so with a, with a sour taste in our mouth man oh terrible I, down three to 19 at halftime yeah it could have been 10 19 exactly coming yep. out of the half. uh which would have been big uh yeah. but coming out of half we did get the ball three plays into our drive baker throws a interception yep uh which kind of hurt us um coming out and it's uh starting to become kind of like not typical of Baker to throw interceptions anymore. Yeah. I, no, going back to Shannon Skip, don't quote me on this, on the certain numbers, but I think he said it was like the second pick thrown in like 400 and some attempts or something crazy like that. Like, cause we all know like Baker coming in, he was a gunslinger, you know, they resemble him to Brett Favre or whatever. And yeah. Didn't really care about throwing picks like he should, but like he's took, he's taking care of the ball really good like especially the second half of the season i would say yeah um i think he i mean he ended up with only during the regular season eight interceptions which was uh damn good compared to what he had last year he had up uh, 20 something i think yeah last year which is uh i mean again it comes with a new coach new system uh i mean this is his first year under the system too so don't like when they you think of baker they don't think of like he's had three different coaches each year you know what I mean? right so. yeah exactly um so off that they did get the ball back uh and then bucker ended up missing uh a field goal off of i believe it was a 33 yard field goal uh off hit the goal post and came out yeah uh which kind of weirded us out because we got the notification that he actually made it and then it said yeah. he didn't and then it said he did and the app was doing one thing or another uh yeah. so it was a little weird with that but he ended up missing it uh, and then we actually drive uh, eight plays, 77 yards, capped by the uh, four-yard TD pass to Landry, um, which was – Got back to the run. Exactly. Um, it, was of, it was different, though. It was out of shotgun. They were running, like, a couple, like, little sweeps, you know. Yep. Chubb was able to hit creases. Um, which didn't happen in the first half very often um, no. because I think that Kansas City basically knew we were going to run the ball. And they did a really good job of stopping the run in the first half. Yeah. Uh, so credit to Kansas City on that one. Um, and then like, – like, I mean, that's our identity, though. I know we're down, but, like, that's our identity. That's how we've gotten here is run the ball, run the ball. So Yeah, exactly. It was, to, it was good to see them get back to that in the second half a little bit. Yeah. Speaking of running the ball, um, Kansas City gets the ball back in the third quarter, and Mahomes, they run that same option play on uh, – was it third and one, fourth and one? Uh, I think third on, and one. On the first possession when they scored. Yeah, on, yeah, it was third and one. Third and one. And they run that same option play, and Mahomes gets hit by, I think it was Mac Wilson. Yeah. Mac, Mac Wilson. We had Mac Wilson <laughs> it's about time. I, I don't, you know, you haven't heard anything from him all year. He comes out and makes right. a big play. And then uh, Mahomes is actually down for a minute, and then he tries to get up, and it looks like he got pieced up by Tyson and starts wobbling. Okay. So that was. Uh, Even as a Browns fan, I mean, that's, I mean, you don't want to see people get hurt like that, man. Yeah, that, that's not something we want to see. We don't. We never wish for anybody to get hurt, uh, and it was unfortunate that he did get hurt. He ended up going out of the game. He was out the rest of the game. Uh, I think they confirmed concussion for him. Um, I don't know if they confirmed it because from what I've been hearing today is that he's going to be good to go. That's good. So I don't. Yeah, for for the for the yeah. Bills next week. So. Yeah. Um. Uh. Mac, on that on that tackle, I didn't see anything that looked dirty. No, I, I, like. I don't. I don't even think his head hit the ground, dude. I really don't. Going back and looking at it. Yeah, I, I don't I know how it happened. I think it was just when he, like, when Mac Wilson was kind of like up around his neck, like, mm-hmm. not like obviously not intentional or nothing, but like, 
it looked like he like bent down and it looked like I don't know maybe got the wind knocked out of him, but like obviously he got fully knocked out. So yeah, I don't know. Um, it was funny because I was actually looking on uh, I saw an article earlier that Mahomes' mom was uh calling Mac Wilson a dirty player for that hit, and I was just like, I don't, I don't think that was dirty at all. No, I mean, what is he supposed to do? Like, Again, this ain't, this ain't even being biased. Like, how is he supposed to tackle him? Like, yeah, yeah. It's a contact sport. People are going to get hurt. Yeah, he didn't. It wasn't crown the helmet. No. He wasn't sliding. He was trying to get the first down. Yeah. I mean, what is, as a linebacker, what are you supposed to do? Especially as a quarterback. As yeah. a linebacker, you see a quarterback running, you want to light him up. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, I think Matt Wilson did come out and he did, uh, you know, Say prayers they actually, up for yeah, Mahomes. Yeah, they reached back to each other. Mahomes was like, all good, brother, and all that. So. Yeah, so you love to see that. Obviously, no bad blood there. I think Mahomes knew it wasn't dirty hit. He was just yeah. trying to make a play. Um, so football, man. Exactly. So <laughs> a- after that, uh, we go into the fourth quarter. Um, we have a massive drive. 18 yes. plays for 75 yards, capped by a uh, Kareem three-yard touchdown run. Yeah, we scored early in the fourth. It was 11 minutes. So Right, gave us plenty of time. Yeah, and like that drive started at the end of the third, so like that was a it was a long drive. Yeah. Um. So then, Mahomes is fourth down conversions, if I'm not mistaken. Two or three, I believe, right? Yeah, quarterback sneak. Uh, I can't remember the other two, but yeah, that was a good drive, man. Um. Then Mahomes is ruled out. Chad Henney. Matter of fact, we were just talking about uh, Michigan the other day. Chad Henney yeah. apparently still plays in the NFL. I think we said his name in the podcast, too, which is we, crazy. We did. So, um, Chad Henney comes in out of nowhere. Apparently, he's, you know, still playing in the NFL. Probably, you know, damn damn near uh, At 16. Least, I don't know how. I was going to say 12, 13 years. Yeah, I has to be. I mean, give him credit. He's probably been in a lot of – I remember he played in Jacksonville. Uh, he, he's been in a lot of – yeah. A lot of a uh, lot of QB rooms, so I mean, the guy you know probably has knowledge of what to do. But I mean, obviously, a tough situation being thrown in there. Yeah. Um, comes like they were saying though that last game, the week seventeen, um, they sat Mahomes for the entire game and let any play. So yeah, who knows? I could have then you know probably probably helped him. Yeah, um, I mean, he looked comfortable. We, I mean, we'll get to it, but he threw that horrible pick. Yeah, so actually. Actually, coming up now, he uh, in the fourth quarter after we scored, he took over and he tried to throw a bomb downfield, which scared me for a second because I was like, yeah. he probably, I was like, Hill's out there, he probably has Hill wide open. And we always joke like whenever we watch the Browns and we see a ball get thrown off the screen, it always scares us. Like, when oh we're yeah, on oh yeah, joke about that. Oh yeah, and he ends up throwing it and he completes it. He just completes it to Carl Joseph. It looked like he was catching a punt. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's what it looked like in the end zone. I think Joseph looked at it and he's like, is this really happening right now? Yeah. <laughs> so 100% he, he caught it. Uh, it was a terrible pass by Henny. I think Kansas City fans were like holding their breath right there. Oh, 100%. All, and we're like, oh, we're about to go down and score. It's over. Like, Ted Henny, yeah, he's back up. And yep. We work out like <laughs> we, we, we kind of we were hoping in play like that, you think the momentum shifts. And uh, we were hoping yeah. it did. And we ended up getting stalled out on a third down. Um, I think it was Jarvis dropped the ball. Don't uh, quote me I on that. It was like third and 11, because that's when we tried to run the screen. Yeah, yeah, Chubb um, kept dropping Frank passes. Clark, Frank Clark it, uh, backed out because they ran like a zone blitz from the other side, so they were dropping Frank yep. Clark, and it just – it was a good call. Damn good play call. not to the right side. If it was mm. the other side, it would have worked. Yeah. Um, so we ended up punting there. 
Um, questionable call, I guess, by Stefanski. Uh, again, yeah. he has his reasons. I'm not going to doubt him. Obviously, he's the head coach. I don't know as much as what's going on. Um, yeah, obviously we're amateur hour sports talk, so we don't really have the in-depth knowledge of what what he's thinking. Um, but they get the ball back, uh, and they are able to uh, get into – we were able to get them into a third and 13. And it, it looked positive. It looked like we were going to get the ball back with about a minute and some change left. I think, they, I think Romo said like a minute and 20, I think is what it was. Yeah, and uh, come up on third down 13. We figured they're going to they're going to – Run the ball, third run and the third, third, third and fourteen, and I mean, what goes through our head is they're gonna obviously run the ball, take the clock yeah, down, a draw or something, you know, screen some because we were out of timeouts at that at that point. Yeah, um, and you know Andy Reid, man, and of course Andy Reid calls a pass play, and then puts the ball in the hands of their backup, fourteen-year uh, veteran, uh, very mobile. Uh, you know his da- his forty-yard dash has to be at least a four point six or something. I think uh, actually that's funny. Skip when I was watching Shane Skip, they uh, he said he ran a four nine at the combine. <laughs> well, I think you could probably tack on a couple <laughs> seconds. <laughs> yeah, you would never tell. I thought Lamar Jackson was out there running on us again. No kidding, dude. So he took off on that third and fourteen, and he actually came up about a yard shy. Yeah, one yard shy. Yeah. Uh, so fourth and one. And like, um, like, what are we doing on defense? Uh, as as Joe Woods in his prevent defense, man, I th- I thought for sure he was gonna at least get tackled, you know, something because you know how it's off screen and you're hoping, man, I hope Joseph or fuck Sendejo, you know, maybe yeah. he can actually make a play for once. No, um, he like to me like were our linebackers' backs turned and just running? Like, did they not see him taking off to the to the left? I believe it was. Yeah, to like, the left. Did they not see him taking off? Like, what? I don't even know, man. It, Blood, blood was boiling at that point. Yeah, so that brings us to fourth and one. Kansas City has the ball. Basically, first down game's over. They line we're, up. We're thinking they're going to just try to, you know, draw them all sides or something, not run a play. That's what a normal coach would do. Right? That's, yeah, that's what any normal NFL coach would do. Unfortunately, Andy Reid isn't a normal coach. Um, of course, I think, you know, I mean, fourth and one, you're going to run the ball. I would, you know, people would assume – and then uh, you could tell by the body language of yeah, the teams yeah. that they were waiting. They didn't think a play was coming. And then, of course, out of nowhere, Andy Reid's in his big old ball sack calls a pass play on fourth and one and catches Tyreek Hill out in the flat, yeah, and he gains about out. four yards. Right, yeah. And that, that ends up sealing the deal. And I the we could tell that the, the defense wasn't ready because I think it was Stewart and I want to say it was Mac maybe. Uh, they like crossed over each other as soon as the ball was snapped, and that's how Hill was able to get free. Yeah. So that ran it down, uh, and that ended the game. They were able to take a knee and ran it out. Final score was twenty-two seventeen. So we came. I mean, shout out to Andy Reid too, man. Yeah. I mean, just the balls on that guy to call a pass play on third and fourteen with no timeouts. We don't have any, and then to. Call a pass play again on fourth and one. It's just, I mean, that's a credit. Like this, like I was listening to Tyron Matthew after the game, and they were saying like, we respect him. You know, he's, I mean, he puts all the trust into his players, man. And as a player, what more would you want? Yeah, you know, like, yeah. 
as Chad Henney, that's so cool. Like, oh man, Andy Reid really trusts me as a backup. Yeah. Like, you put the ball in my hands on third and fourth down. Yeah, that's that's wild. Right. I, I think, uh, I honestly, I don't think anybody thought that they were going to run a play there. They were just going to try and get them off sides. And even the defense uh, thought it, um, which Andy Reid is just one hell of a coach. And I mean, to be honest with you, the Brown season, you know, who would have thought that we would make it to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs and lose to the Kansas City Chiefs by five points? The defending Super Bowl champs, man. Yeah. Granted, Mahomes went out. We know that, but yeah, I mean, people were gonna. So, I mean, people were gonna talk about you know how oh the Browns lost to a backup quarterback. Well, they had the yeah. lead before Mahomes got injured. They had a, I think they were up uh, by two scores. Yeah. When Mahomes got injured, so I mean, and you know, we threw the pick, and we me when Baker threw that pick. In the, in the beginning of the first half, or second half, I'm sorry, they, uh, we were like, oh, this is about to go downhill. Yep, yeah. yep. And then uh, we ended up being able to, to – we were able to compete with the NF, with the Super Bowl – defending Super Bowl champions. Yep, super resilient, man. Super resilient team. Uh, if you would have told me that the Browns were going to make it to the divisional round of the playoffs and almost beat the Chiefs, uh, I probably would have called you – well – Part of me probably Odell and all the COVID things happening. Yep. Like, no way. Man. First year head coach, no OTAs, uh, no in person meetings. Exactly. Zoom calls. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I think that I, I honestly think that. Granted, we did lose, and people are going to say, "Well, you know, you lost all this other stuff, or whatever the case is," which wows me that people could still hate on the Browns, considering the Browns are the Browns, right? Uh, yeah, I think that. There ain't much to hate on, I tell you that much. Baker, I guess, if like, he ain't on your team, that's about it. Yeah, it? you love him if he's on your team, you hate him if he's not. Um, kind of like Lamar, for me at least. Lamar was for the Browns, I'd love him. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I think Kevin Stefanski pretty much cemented, cemented himself as uh, the coach of the year right there. Um, I would say, I mean, it's not even being biased. Like, I've, it's hard not to give him the that, you know. I mean, of course, um, for Andy Reid, you know, he's he's obviously the best. I think he's probably the best coach in the NFL right now um, between him and Belichick. Uh, but you're not going give to give it to Andy Reid. You could give it to Andy Reid every year, but I don't think that they're going to give it to him. Uh, I think Stefanski will be able to sneak one out on this. Yeah. So. And I, would, I mean, that'd be cool to see. 12-6. Yeah. Uh, got to the divisional round. Um, took the defending Super Bowl champs. To fourth and one with like a minute and something left to beat us. I mean, as a Browns fan, that's a successful year, man. As a Browns fan, if you're not happy with this year, you need to get a reality check because uh, the Cleveland Browns haven't even been in the playoffs for 18 years. So don't don't be one of those fans that is, uh, you know, oh, we should win the Super Bowl after not even being in the playoffs in 18 years. You're not just going to come into the playoffs and win a Super Bowl. Definitely not. There's levels to it. So yeah, we were that's what we were talking about yesterday. There's just levels to it, man. Levels to winning. Like can't come in after last year being eighteen years ago, like eighteen years of not making the playoffs to wanting to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. we all want to, but realistically, like you have to be realistic. Yeah. Yeah. And matter of fact, speaking of uh moving forward and there being levels to it. Next up, we're going to go ahead and talk about uh, the Browns moving forward uh, into the draft and what they should be doing in the offseason. So make sure you guys stay tuned. We're going to dive a little bit more into the Browns' future moving forward with the draft and free agency where we think they need to uh, make some upgrades. So make sure you guys stay tuned.
All right, everybody, welcome back to Browns Banter. Moving on with the Cleveland Browns, obviously we are out of the playoffs, unfortunately. Um, I don't think anybody expected us to be there very long. Anyways, uh, we have a little little, little something weird that we don't really see with the Browns too often. The Browns actually are going to be picking uh, between, I think it's 22 and 28. Uh, so we have a pretty pretty late draft, a, couple late, or a late draft pick uh, in the first round. A uh, lot of needs that we... And we're not used to it. We usually pick in the first five. So a little bit of waiting for the Browns fans now on draft day, which is uh, kind of gives you anxiety. It's like, man, the Browns used to be up there. Um, Good thing. I don't mind it. Don't get me wrong. It means that we're doing good. Uh, That being said, the Browns do have quite a few positions. uh, I think mainly defensively that need to be addressed coming in the, in the draft. hundred percent, hundred percent agree. So, James, why don't you let me know, first round, who do you see us drafting? Or at least what position do you see us drafting? Or what position needs do you see uh, that the Browns have? Um, I would say the three positions the Browns should address. Um, number one, I think we both can agree on this one, is the back end of the defense. Whether it be corner, more specifically, I would say safety. Yeah. Yep, I would um, agree with you. And on here, on this mock draft, um, it was saying to uh, a safety from TCU, Travon, don't quote me on his last name, Morig, I think that's how you would say it. Travon Morig. Yeah, uh, TCU safety, um, 6-2, um, This This post right here, this guy said, he will be coming uh, downhill blazing to decapitate opposing ball carriers is the reason why you should draft him. Uh, <laughs> if that's the case, draft that man if he's there at 20. You love to 22. hear it. Yeah. That's what you want in a safety. So is he, uh, did it specify strong or free? Yeah, yeah, he's a strong safety. Yeah. Okay, okay. So we know that we have right now, I think, for our uh, safety positions, we have Ronnie Harrison, Carl Joseph, uh, Andrew Sandejo, and Shed, uh, Sheldrick Redwine. So those are the four safeties that we're going in with. Do you see us keeping any of those guys as starters next year? Um, the the only guy I would say that you could – to me that would make sense to, to bring back would be Harrison because he looked the best. Yeah. Um, I think he'll be the cheapest to bring back as well because I think Carl Joseph – Joseph's a bigger name. He's more known, I would say, throughout the league. Especially with his time in the Raider, uh, uh, with the Raiders. Yeah, former first round pick. I mean, when he's on the field, he's pretty solid. He's uh, not. He's not bad. He's just. Uh, I wouldn't yeah. say that he's to the level of what you want your starting strong safety or free safety to be. Definitely not. I would say Harrison's legit a better version of Carl Joseph. Yeah, yeah. Harrison was actually. Uh, he was really good for our defense. I think the really three, was. the three spotlights for me this year on defense. And I could even throw in a fourth, but obviously you got Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, the two best players on defense. And I would say Harrison at safety was our other strong point this season. And if I could throw another one in there, yeah, he's on a one year deal. Uh, but I thought BJ Goodson played really good this year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that he might have been the best guy besides Harrison. I would say he's probably a better guy that we brought in from free agents. But Goodson was a good signing, man, for, I mean, we needed him. <laughs> yeah. So knowing that uh, we do need to attack the safety position, um, Delpit coming back next year. 
Yeah. Uh, you were just telling me that LSU's, uh, I don't know if it was a DB coach or DC or whoever it was, uh, was saying some some good things about him. Yeah, he was saying um, that he reminds him of Troy Palomalu. That's coming from his LSU uh, DB coach. That is a hell of a comparison. That is uh that is a that's the best comparison you can get at that position to me. I mean, besides Ed Reed. Now, yeah, well, Ed Reed. Um, I, I would honestly take either one of them on this Cleveland Browns team at yeah. this time. Um, I think that Del, but the only problem with Delpit is uh, he is coming off that Achilles tear. Yeah, that's a rough one, man. That is a rough injury. That has to be tough to come back from. It has to be. I so I mean, does he come back? You know, a different different beast or is he going to come back even stronger you never really know with the, with any type of season ending injury yeah the only thing that's good that i like about delpit obviously he was a two-time thorpe award winner so i mean i mean it's college it's a college award so i mean right not all thorpe award winners translate over to be pros but true he his he won it at strong safety his junior year they moved to free his senior year right so i mean he's played both so it's yeah. been very successful at both. He's versatile, that's for sure. Yeah, so I mean that's that's a good thing. Um, I I think I think he'll be solid though. I mean, watching him LSU, I mean he's a stud. The only knock on him was he people uh, scouts were saying he was afraid to tackle. That's why he dropped in the in the in the, uh, in the draft. There were tackling issues. Uh, yeah, they said him. he was scared to scared to tackle, wouldn't come up and hit you. I guess that's why they said they moved him back to free safety. Yeah, but. Yeah, I remember when we drafted him. He he um like tweeted out like, "Oh, I'm gonna show y'all I can hit or so something along those lines." But that's um, I love I love that. Me too. Me too. I love it when players take it personal because it means that yeah. they're actually gonna be uh trying probably even harder to uh, prove people wrong. Um, so we know we know that there's one more thing on him though. Um, Warren. They were saying they were saying real good things in the training camp before he got injured, if I'm not mistaken, right? They were saying they, no, yeah. he's under the guy. Yep. Um, so I mean, I think the future's bright with him. I know that's a rough injury to come back from, but um, top tier athletes, man, they, they recover, and I, uh, I think, I think we're in good hands there. Yeah, I um, especially with so we do have Greedy Williams coming back. I mean, maybe who knows at this point? Well, we, I mean, I love it. Hopefully, <laughs> hope he comes back. Who knows? <laughs> He's played a total of like three games his entire career so far. I swear he has. So Greedy was uh, he was dealing with I guess uh, nerve damage in his shoulder, and that's why he wasn't playing uh, for the. He didn't play the entire year, which I think would have helped a lot if he would have came back. That would have helped us tremendously because you're asking Terrence Mitchell, who's you know no offense to Terrence Mitchell, he's more of a backup role type player uh, to come out and start. He's a little um, definitely a veteran. Yeah. uh, So we have that. You know, you pair up Delpit. Hopefully he looks good. Maybe you draft a uh, – again, it, de- say, it depends uh, on where you want to play Delpit. If you want to play him at free or at strong, I think you probably play him at free. Yeah, I would say so. I, I would say, say. So. He, he seems like – he's a pretty good coverage um, coverage yeah, back. Yeah, he's so. range. Um, what we were talking about on the safety topic, Anthony Harris. Yep. That would be uh, – But he plays free, so it's like – but the good thing, the good thing with Delpit is you can move him hopefully between strong and free. So if you do get a free safety, maybe you ask Delpit to come back and you know play strong safety or whatever the case is. Yeah, and I mean, like we were saying, I'm like when I was reading about it, uh, Anthony Harris, and they were saying like 
he's been the best coverage safety uh, over the last two years. I mean, if we can get that guy, go get him because we need that back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think uh, another another area that the Browns could probably improve in that I don't know if they will, um, and I think probably like my wish – for the NFL draft that I would love to see this. I have two, I have two kind of wishes that I would love to see happen in the draft. So obviously we need help in the back, uh, the back. I, and I think we both can agree. That's probably. Pro- yeah. That's probably the the most important thing. Cause I mean, teams are throwing for yards on yards on yards against us. Um, yeah. It's a big bend through 500 yards. So we need, we need lockdown DBs. Um, I would say the only there's, there's obviously there's two different, positions that I would uh, say we need to address as well. And I'll start off with uh, linebackers. We have no, we don't have a go-to linebacker. We don't have an all down linebacker that plays all, all the time is on the field right now. We're in kind of a rotation, which um, looking at it, uh, I think I was reading something a, a couple months back uh, basically. Cause I wondered, you know, why don't we have any, you know, big time linebackers or why, why didn't we try to get any big time linebackers at the trade deadline? Uh, apparently the philosophy that Andrew Barry carries over. So Andrew Barry was with us when Sashi Brown was here uh, back in like 15, I think it was uh, 14, 15, something like that. He left to go to the Eagles. Uh, and when he was with the Eagles, he kind of took over their mentality and the Eagles have a mentality from my understanding. Again, I'll probably have to ask some of the crew members about this. Um, the Eagles don't pay linebackers because they're statistically, I guess, not needed as much as people think they are. Um, so I, and it kind of shows in Andrew Barry's building of the Browns right now, the fact that we have a couple linebackers on one-year deals. We have, you know, rookie linebackers out there. Um, that I mean, they, they can get the job done, but it's not the same as having that big-time linebacker uh, out there with you. I don't think we have to have a Ray Lewis or anything like that. But you have to get a linebacker that can play. So I think my wish for the draft is that somehow, some way, that linebacker from Penn State falls to like twenty six, and we're able to pick. I think his name Micah, yeah. Micah Peters, Micah Pierce, Micah Parsons from line uh, Parsons, from Penn State. Parsons, yeah. I think if we're able to he get him um, this year, yeah, 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 but that was uh, the college year. Yeah, I think if we're able to get him and we're able to get that linebacker who can play, you know, all four downs if he's needed to, somebody that can anchor the defense. I know right now he's he's projected to go pretty high in the draft. I think the last time I looked into him, he was like yeah, projected. Right? Yeah, yeah, he's he's projected to go early. Uh, I think they had the one I looked at had the Eagles taking him, which again I don't really see if okay. if that's if that's the case. Uh, but I think linebacker is a need that we either fill in the draft or we fill in free agency. I don't know. Do you yeah, have do you harp on what you said? Just to harp on what you said uh, on this list. Number two is linebacker. Finding every every down linebacker. Um, it says Mac Wilson definitely took a step back in twenty twenty. Yeah, so both can agree on that. I would oh. say. Oh yeah. Um, it says it remains unknown if he'll ever become a polished run defender. Which coming out of Bama, that was his knock was tackling. He was inconsistent. Right. And Saban actually um, said that. Said, so yeah, yeah. Saban said that he actually wasn't ready. He, Saban tried to get him to stay another year, and Mac Wilson wasn't having it, so he just took off. Which is probably why he fell to the fifth round of the draft. But yeah, um, especially as a Bama linebacker, like that, that don't happen really. No, no. Um, pretty much anybody. Says, like you were harping on the on the one year deals. 
there's a reason why we brought Goodson and Malcolm Smith in on one-year deals. Um, Andrew Barry or Stefanski, one of the two, obviously don't really believe in the in the younger guys. Uh, yeah. Taki Taki, I would say more played a lot more than Mac Wilson did for sure. I think yeah, Taki Taki was uh probably out of all the uh, younger uh, linebacking core, he he impressed a lot, and I think. Uh, Jacob Phillips, he didn't he didn't impress a lot during the season, but I remember weeks uh, last game against Pittsburgh prior to the playoffs, he had like ten solo tackles. Yeah, he had a really good week, so he showed yeah. flashes. Um, but I think uh, if if it was up to me, I would say uh, I would love to see Goodson on the team again. I think uh, Malcolm Smith, if you can bring him back, if you which one? Goodson, I think I I like him anchoring in the middle, man. Yeah, I, he I mean he's. You're gonna get him for cheap because nobody's gonna really want him. Um, but I think he did it. I thought he had a good year. I also think uh, Malcolm Smith isn't a bad re-sign just based off the fact that he was a Super Bowl MVP. He knows what it takes to get there. He's a veteran. You know, he can help teach these younger guys. Um, so I would like to see Malcolm Smith back. Uh, as far as even just like you said, mentoring. Just you yeah. don't even have to play. Just bring him back as a to be there just in case yeah. something happens or, yeah. you know, you know, he's going to get the job done. You know, what it, he knows what it takes. Uh, he's been there. Yeah. Cause so, it comes, yeah, it comes back know. to, uh, you know, a lot, like we were talking about with Stefanski telling his guys not to reach the ball out into the end zone, you know, stuff like that. Uh, if you think about that with players, like just because you don't see them on the field doesn't mean that they're not contributing to, you know, the team or to those individual skill positions. Um, on on the sideline or in the in the player uh, meetings and stuff like that, so I think that would help. Yeah. Um, we need to go get a Devin White. That's who we need to go get. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> hey, shout out, shout out, Michigan, go blue, right? Um, what about uh, what about Mac? Do you see him being on the team for much longer? It's tough. That's tough. I know. Because I mean, I feel like the upside's there, but he just hasn't produced, and I don't think that the I don't think the team's high on him. I don't think he will be, man. I, it says right here, Stefanski buried him on the depth chart until COVID nineteen issues forced him back into the rotation. Mm-hmm. So I that, mean, if COVID wasn't here, he wouldn't have been on the field. Yeah, that tells you enough right there. Yeah, I mean, that's the head coach. That's first year head coach coming in. You obviously rubbed him off. You rubbed balls. You rubbed him the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> you rubbed him the wrong way somehow. Like I, some must have been like in an interview or something. Like yeah, or maybe he's just not good. <laughs> maybe yeah, well, I was gonna say they didn't have OTAs, so it's like it's hard to tell. Like yeah, you couldn't see a tackle. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, white marriage. Yeah, um, and then I think the only other one, uh, Jacob Phillips, but he's a ro- I think he was a rookie this year, yeah, so he's obviously. He's coming back. I think he showed potential. So I, I think for me, linebackers is a big need. Um, what, what, what did it have the uh, the third need as? Third one was uh, pair, pair of Miles Garrett with a young edge rusher. And that was good. That was going to be my next, my next yeah, go to. You said he had what twelve of thirty eight sacks this year or something crazy. Yeah, Garrett had twelve of our like thirty eight sacks. Pretty much a third of our sacks. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's basically him on the line by himself. Now, granted, he does have uh, Richardson and Ogunjobi in the middle. Yeah. But I believe Ogan Joby's actually coming up to be a free agent. So we don't we'll talk more. Yeah, yep. Yeah. We'll talk more about free agencies, uh free agency in the next the next uh next episode, or not next episode, but the next uh series. Um but I do think uh 
Olivier Vernon, I mean, there was a lot of hype of him coming with that he package deal. Had a pretty good year this year, man. Well, towards the end of the year. Towards the end, he had like a three, three, uh, three sack game, so that kind of padded his stats a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, I mean, he gets like, like I don't know. It's that's a tough one. I don't think they'll bring him back though, just because of the money situation. Yeah, I think you're gonna have to pay him. Yeah, he's, he's going to pay him. He's getting older. He's not really performing the way that he used to. So, you know, do you pay him or can you get him to restructure? I know they restructured his uh, contract once already. Can you get him to restructure again? I don't know what the rules That's are on true. that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how. Um, What's the, I thought I thought they were going to move off on him in uh, before the trade deadline, and they stuck with him. Yeah, I agree. I thought they were too. Which was fairly uh, fairly surprising. Um, whether it was yeah, the right I mean, move or not, I don't know. one-on-one blocked. Like, Miles Garrett gets double-team, triple-team. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I think I read a stat that said that Miles Garrett gets double teamed seventy two percent of the snaps he's on. So I mean, what are you doing over there, Vernon? One on one, just beat your guy, bro. Yeah. That's all we're asking you. Yeah, we ain't asking much asking of you. you we're just asking you to do your job. You get paid for. Yeah, it. Just, just beat. I mean, every once in a while, just beat. Yeah. Well, he. So another thing with uh, Vernon, he's he's coming off that uh that Achilles tear. Achilles, true. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, he ain't. We ain't going to get him back. We ain't going to want him. Yeah, well, that – well, so the thing with that is it's going to affect if he does go into – Yeah, it's going to affect how much we have to pay him or how much another team is going to pay him. Maybe some team is stupid. Yeah, he's getting old. He's 33. So maybe some team gets stupid out there and just decides, hey, we're going to sign him and see what he can do. Um, But the one one that I do like uh, in the draft for this position – and again, you're gonna have to because this guy's gonna go first uh, the first day, so it depends on whether or not um, you got. It, it really depends on what the front office is thinking. Do we want to take a, a DB? Do we want to take a linebacker or a DN? Um, I like Quiddy Pay out of Michigan, and I'm not saying that just because I'm a Michigan fan. Um, yeah. I watched a lot of Quiddy Pay play, and uh, he he's he's really good at, at the end. Uh, he was probably the only bright spot on Michigan's defense this year, uh, and a lot of people, uh, a lot of my drafts have him going. In the first round, um, some have him going early, and some have him going mid to late. So, I think so it's possible he could be there. Parent, pairing him with Miles Garrett, and again, if you anybody you bring in, uh, Miles Garrett's going to be able to teach. Obviously, he can't give him his physicality or you know um, just his skill, but he's going to be able to you know hopefully help groom and mentor these guys. So I think uh, it says, that would be uh, good. It says they Quiddy Pay moved into three technique. Yeah. Yep. So, so he's got. I mean, he's versatile. Yeah, he's, he's versatile. a big, big body too. This guy, um, harping on the edge rusher, uh, for the second. This was the top three targets. Number two, behind the the safety for TCU, um, is Joseph Asai, Texas edge rusher. Oh yeah, I read about him. Um, they say he's a latecomer to football, who has an incredible athletic ability. Um. He's leaning on his ability to do a few different things. Um, they say he's lined up as a Texas Jack linebacker, and they have Jack in quotations. Okay. Um, I'm guessing maybe he's a stand-up edge rusher, like a 3-4 kind of guy. Maybe I'm Like a T.J. Watt type deal? Yeah. So that wouldn't really work for our defense. So I don't know. Um, but it says he um, – well, that position ta- – yeah, so it's, a, it's he's a 3-4 stand-up guy. Yeah. It says he will be best served screaming off the edge in the pros. So uh, it's just pure speed, and he's a long frame, they say. So 
kind of sounds like they got to do a lot of coaching there, technique wise. Yeah, um, but I mean that's why they get paid, right? I've read that he's a he's a really good upfield athlete too with a high motor. So yeah, and a lot of can't uh, teach motor. no, you, you can't, can't you can't teach athleticism either. True. And uh, tools. you said he came into football late, right? Yeah, he said he was a latecomer uh, to football. Think about how many good athletes come into their sport late. I know. So I, I know. mean, maybe maybe that's a sign right there that you know this could be one of the guys that we want. Um, says Cleveland might just need the best player available on defense when they picked the first round. Yeah. And he would certainly live up to that billing in the mid twenties if they're able to snatch him up. So he's on that cups too that's, I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. I think that that also comes back to the front office. What do you take? Do you take your position that you need or you take the best available? Yeah. yeah um, true. I mean we all have our own theories. I think you take the best available, but um everybody has their own theories on that. Uh yeah. I I think Especially an, that like late in the I think you take best available. Yeah, yeah, because it's not like you're getting a top ten pick, you know. Yeah, and even I mean, honestly, with the NFL draft, you never know. There's never such thing as like a sure pick. Nobody knows how they're going to turn out. Um, another position that a lot of people are talking about for the Browns is depth at receiver. Talking about drafting receivers, uh, I think me and you, uh, I don't think we necessarily disagree, but I think you're more on the side of you know, not taking a receiver because we have enough. I mean, there's seven rounds, so it's not like – are we? Are you saying like early or like how, how do you feel? Uh, I, To me, I don't think you waste an early pick on a receiver just because you okay. have a solid core there of five guys who can play. DPJ, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones came around at the end of the season. I was going to say, I think he proved that he can be in the rotation. Yeah, sure. Kadero Hodge uh, is pretty good. Um, Rashard Higgins, obviously. Um, yeah, I mean, we mean you've loved him since – we seen him play. I don't. Like, yeah. I don't know what Kitchen saw to not like him and not play, but Hope- I didn't agree with that at all. I remember we talked about that all the time. Yeah. Hopefully they end up bringing him back into uh, signing him again and bringing and him like back. I, said, I was watching Stefanski's little uh, post game conference, or not even post game, but today's conference. They had a uh, he had a, con- a conference like on Twitter or whatever, and uh, he was saying how much he loved him and. Yeah. So, I mean, I think they're going to bring him back. I think they'll get it done. And then, obviously, you have Jarvis. <laughs> I mean, Jarvis is Jarvis. And then yeah, uh, you have you have Odell, too. I know there's a lot of speculation on whether or not Odell goes or stays. I don't think he's going anywhere. Nah, I think they keep him. I don't yeah. see why you would get rid of somebody like that, uh, even and, though he is bringing a $15 million cap hit. I know. And, I mean, I don't think you can get a lot for him. Like, no. For what you want. No. Like, it used to be like, oh, get, you can get rid of him and get a first rounder. I don't think you can. No, I think you'd be lucky to get a third rounder out of Odell. I think that's yeah. I think the third would be the highest thing you could get for him. Which is crazy because just a season ago he was a thousand yard receiver. Yeah, and it was an awful season. Yeah, it was six and ten season, and Baker had twenty interceptions. Statistically, he only had like four touchdowns. So yeah, so I think uh, for me, if you can get a receiver a fifth, sixth, seventh round, I mean, Donovan Peoples Jones was a seventh round pick, and he yeah. he's done pretty well this year. So, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with like you can get one late. I I thought you meant like early. No, I I don't think you waste a pick early when you have other needs other than receiver, um, especially yeah. in the defensive backfield. You just have to weigh what the what the biggest needs are, and receiver is probably lower on the end. I would like to see a if we're talking about the seventh round or in a seven round mock draft, I would like to see a, a safety, a corner, a linebacker, a, a D lineman. 
Uh, I'd like to see a, a receiver, and then I would also like to see him make a move at guard or tackle just for depth purposes. Um, just like a swing guy. Something like like a Chris Hubbard. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if they're going to bring him back or it not. Hurt, it hurt missing him being out too. People don't realize he was out for – he got hurt and, and he was done for the year. And, that, and that's a guy who's playing – you know, you ask him to play – Left guard, yeah, everything but center, pretty much, and he can do it, and he's not bad because he would probably start on any other team. Hundred percent, he's not going to do that like the highest level, but like he's respectable. Like yeah. you put him in there, you ain't got to worry about it. He'll get the job done, definitely. Um, so hopefully the Browns make some good moves in the draft, uh, get some good pickups. I think this team is only pieces away from you know making it to Super Bowl. We showed it this year, even with a wacky defense. Uh so I think they're building they're building good good things to come in Cleveland for sure. Yeah. I think Barry's first uh year draft and I I mean I didn't dislike it. I thought he had a pretty good draft. I thought he had a really good draft. So I mean the 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 upside's there for that as a Browns fan. I mean we expect a pretty decent draft, I would yeah. say. So yeah. I, I got trust in Barry that he'll get the job done. Yeah, I think Barry uh, Barry will do a good job. So that'll do it for the draft segment. Um, definitely keep in tune for the draft, see what they're going to hit. Maybe it gives us an insight on what the, the front office is thinking moving forward. Uh, coming up next, we're going to go ahead and touch on free agency. The Browns have some uh, free agents coming out, uh, and there's also some big-name free agents coming uh, to the market that hopefully the Browns can snag up. So make sure you guys stay tuned for our free agency uh, little preview. All right, everybody, welcome back to Browns Banter. Uh, heading into the offseason for the Cleveland Browns, we have a lot of moving pieces. Uh, free agency is going to be a big deal for us this year, trying to build the team, getting ready for the playoffs next year, hopefully. Um, hopefully a little run, a little something-something. Um, yeah. I think we we can all hope for that now, I think. There's a lot of, uh, lot of good players coming out in free agency. There's also – a lot of good players that play for the Browns that are actually coming up on uh, free agency as well. A lot, uh, James, why don't you let us know what uh, what big names are coming up for the Browns in free agency? Um, yeah, so here uh, we got a list of key contributors. Um, obviously, we talked about him a little earlier, Olivia Vernon. Um, we're not sure. I think we both can agree. Um, unless the money, unless he comes down a lot in money talks, he's probably going to walk. Yeah. Yep. Um, Rashard Higgins, I think we both can agree. Got to sign they him. Should bring him. Yeah, they should bring him back. It's just chemistry, man. It's, it's him and Baker have that chemistry. Yeah. I think yeah. he might – Baker might actually have more chemistry with Higgins than, they, than he does with uh, Jarvis. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree, to be honest. I mean, He's, I think the Jarvis connection is getting there, though. But yeah, yeah. Like, I would – I mean, whenever, like, Higgins – OBJ and Jarvis were all on the field. I feel like whenever he like Baker, we needed a first out or something. I feel like he would look to Higgins first, man. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, and that that shows that chemistry for quarterbacks with receivers sometimes beats out just overall receiver talent because we know that Jarvis and OBJ are more talented than Higgins, oh, but yeah. Higgins just has that chemistry with them, kind of like Rashad Perriman, uh, his his uh, Baker's rookie year. They had a good yeah. connection going. Yeah, they said the reason him and Baker and Higgins like got that like extreme chemistry is because they were both brought in the same year. Like they both drafted. Yeah. They both were always on the second team. They both. So I mean that. I mean it develops that way sometimes. You know. That's, yeah, that's true. And um, here we got uh, Ogunjobi. And that one, 
I would love for them to bring him back. Yeah, yeah, I think we're on the same page with that. Ogan yeah. Ogan Joby's a big. Uh, he's good. He's not just. Uh, he does the dirty work, man. He does. He's not going to blow you away with stats or nothing. He just he gets down to the nitty gritty. He takes up double teams. He makes a difference. He does. That's for he's sure. One of those guys that lets your linebackers run loose. Yep. Exactly. Um. Then this one, uh, another guy is Terrence Mitchell. Mm. I mean, mm. I'd love to see him. I'd love to see him brought back just because I, I think he's got just from this year alone, having to play, um, you know, as a starter because of greedy being out gives him a lot of uh, playtime and gets him better, obviously. And now you're talking well, if about I, if I asked you how old you think Terrence Mitchell is, how old do you think he is? Uh, I, I mean, I would say he's a veteran, so I'll probably say 28, 29, yeah, 28, 28. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's, that would be a key pickup for us again. Like I was telling you earlier off, off air, uh, you can't have too much depth at, uh, at DB position, especially the way the league is, man. It's, it's a throw happy league. Now, yeah. To be honest. I mean, I you look, look at the chiefs, you know, you got to have a good, uh, core set of DBs to be able to, to try and hold the chiefs down, you know? Yeah, he had a uh, his pro focus uh, football grade was a sixty seven point four. Hmm. That's not so, not terrible. Not, yeah, not awful. Um, so I mean, I think I think we can bring him back. It dep- again, all of these depend on how much money these guys are going to want. Um, yeah, I think and it's they, and they were saying like in the thing when I was reading about him, they said money is going to be a, a thing for him. Yeah, more than likely. Denzel Ward is going to be due for an extension. Yeah, yeah. So that's another thing that uh, before we go go on with that, um, the Browns do have twenty four million in cap space uh, this upcoming year. Whether that fluctuates due to COVID and you know uh, how the finances work out and stuff like that, we'll see. Um, But they do have a lot of people coming up on um, extension talks or new contract talks. Obviously, one being Baker. Baker's either going to get his fifth-year option or they're just going to extend him straight out. Yeah. Hopefully think, hopefully he takes a little deal. Yeah, I, that's what I was about to say. I hope I hope he can be reasonable. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I hope so. Um, Chubb, I know, is coming up on an extension. Uh, yeah, now – We got Hunt. We extended him for cheap. Yeah, the problem with Chubb that I see happening, Chubb's going to want to probably get paid. And I don't blame him because running backs have short lifespan in the NFL. Absolutely. I mean, and the problem that I see happening in the front office is Andrew Barry being the statistic guy. He's not going to want to pay Chubb as much as Chubb's going to want. Yeah. So I think that's a problem. I think you got to pay Chubb, though. You give him that money. I think Chubb will – I just – to me, he just seems like a team player, man. I think – I don't think – I think he'll, like, reason with him. I hope so. Because <laughs> then we think, what are we thinking? Like nine million a year, ten million a year. Uh, I I'd be okay with yeah, nine ten would be would be good for me. Hopefully yeah. he doesn't want 12, 13, 14. 12, 13. That'd yeah. be kind of you know for he a running back. Will, like you were saying. Yeah, I hope not. He does, like you said, he doesn't seem like somebody who's in it for the money or whatever the case he, is. He definitely doesn't. Definitely not. But at the end like of the day, said, we don't really know. Yeah, you gotta look out for yourself at the end of the day. And then uh, finally, I know. Other than Ogan Joby, obviously we're aware of that, but uh, Denzel Ward's coming on a contract extension as well. You got to pay the man. I, I agree. I mean, he's been the best quarterback on our team. Yeah, since he's got there. Yeah, you got to pay the man. There's no doubt about that. So coming back to that list, who do we have after Ogan Joby? 
Um, another, the last guy for the key contributors was uh, BJ Goodson. Love and him. I think I like BJ. I do too. I think we both can agree he's not going to want a crazy amount of money. Nope. Um, even if it's one, two years, bring him back. Maybe you can get him for the veterans' uh, minimum. I don't know. I don't know how long he's been in the league. I'm going to look at his, his pro focus football career. I'm sure it's good. I mean, can he be a starter anywhere else? I don't. Yeah, I, even at uh, what's his name um, at Green Bay, where we got him from, I don't think he was a starter. Yeah, so I mean, it seems like we pretty much uh, swapped Christian Kirksey for B.J. Goodson. We nah. we probably nah, I don't think we won that one. No, nah, we took an L on that one, but yeah. Kirksey probably wanted money. We didn't want to give him money. Yeah, I mean, we, we let Schobert walk too. So. Yeah, which actually Schobert had a pretty bad year this year yeah. compared to last year. But he was always a good coverage linebacker. I think if we would have had Schobert uh, and uh, – Schobert. Schobert and uh, – That's pretty damn good though, Bob. That's facts, Bob. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, him and Kirksey, I think this would have been a pretty different team, but we would also not have $24 million in cap space. Yeah. So. Um, uh, Goodson's pro football focus grade was a 65. Yeah. I mean, and I think uh, obviously PFF does a good job of giving their ratings out, but I think Goodson actually had a good year. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, that's not everything. Yeah, so yeah, I, absolutely not. He had a good year. Um, we'll see. Stuff, yeah, facts. Facts. Um, so hopefully, I, I think they should bring him back. Hopefully, they can. I'm, I'm sure they can bring him back for cheap. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Uh, so it had it listed from. Contributing. Now we got one year veterans. Okay. Um, Kevin Johnson. I think we both can agree. We, I mean, I think he's not going to want crazy money. No, no, he's a good. Uh, he's a decent slot cornerback. Yeah. Again, can't have too much depth. No. If we can get either one, who would you? I'll, I'll probably say Mitchell. Um, I probably. It depends on greedy. If greedy can come back, I'd probably say Kevin Johnson for just for that slot purpose. Um, yeah. But I think Mitchell's better. Yeah. And then you got Carl Joseph. I think we both said that they probably won't bring him back. No, I don't see him bringing uh, Joseph back. Not yeah. Especially not because I think Harrison's better than Joseph and they have yeah, Delpit just, coming back. Yeah, not just because we're, like, we're kind of shit on Carl Joseph or nothing. I mean, no, I like Carl Joseph. I do too. I mean, some games he was the only guy coming up and fucking sticking you. you yeah, know? yeah. I just so, don't think I mean, that they'll bring him back. And then you got uh, – Oh, fucking oh. Andrew God, I can't stand Andrew I mean, Sandejo. I love you because you were a Brown for a year, but love, get the fuck off my team. <laughs> it's time to go with your non-fucking coverage and tackling ass. It's like it's literally how I explain how can how we explain Sandejo is this. Andrew Sandejo isn't a terrible safety. It seems like well. Uh, he might be a terrible safety. It basically seems like he he's always in the right positions. He's just not good enough to ever make the play. Yeah, he just he knows what he's got to do. He just can't do he it. He just physically swear, can't do it. Like on some plays, he would be like a step behind to get get the pick. Like, but he knew he had to do it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Just, he's just physically incapable he, of doing yeah, it. Yeah, he just don't have the physical. Ability he's to do he's it. probably mentally smart, but physically, that man just yeah. cannot do if it. You can bring him back. To, for as a backup or something, I'm cool with that. If he wants to come back for a cheap deal to be a backup, I'm cool with that. Yeah, but do you think That's the what? do you think the fans in Cleveland are ready to deal with that? 
They the fans. Someone gets hurt, they're not going to want to see him out there. The fans in Cleveland literally started a petition this year to get him kicked off the team. That's how bad he is. Yeah. Again, love you because you were a Brown, but dude, you suck. I mean, you're way better than I am. I I couldn't do that, but get the fuck off my team, man. (laughs) So I think we're both on the same page with Sandejo. Get the fuck off the team. And then the last one was JoJo Nasa. And I mean, he really tore his ACL early in the year. Yeah, and he relies on speed, so it's like he was. Uh, he uh, don't quote me, but I think it was a kick returner to start the year off, and I didn't really see anything. Donovan Peoples Jones was able to do it, and Dearness Johnson was able to do it. So I think, uh, and he's not going to get any reps at receiver. No, so not at all. Not at all. maybe bring him back as a special teams guy for like a minimum, but I don't. I I don't see why they would. You got a kick returner into Ernest Johnson if you keep him on. I think he's locked up on a contract, and you got DPJ who's still uh, going into his second year. So yeah. I, I don't see Natson coming back. Um, I think the big thing with Browns fans is the Browns fans have to get ready because we're going to lose good players. Yeah, and it never happens, right? We never. Well, one, we've never had good players to fucking lose. Yeah, and we have a lot. <laughs> and that's that's what good teams do, though. They lose. They're gonna lose good players. Good teams are gonna lose good players, but they're able to fill those roles. Yeah. Either through free agency even or through the draft. Yeah, even if one years, they're just able to do it. You know. Yeah, and I think they're uh, able to come play for them for a little cheaper. Yeah, that's going to be the big thing for the Browns is you're going to lose people. You might lose Olivier Vernon. You know, you might lose Terrence Mitchell. You might lose Kevin Johnson. You might lose B.J. Goodson. Yeah, you might. Yeah, as I say, you might even lose Goodson. Yeah, you might. Yeah, you could lose a lot of people. But if you can – good teams fill those positions and they're able to still um, get better. I mean, get better or at least stay the same. Hopefully we're able to get better. Um Definitely. So there are some uh, some very good free agents coming out of this uh, this year's free agency class, though. Um, a lot of them we probably won't be looking at. People like uh, you know Dak Prescott, Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson the second, you know Kenny Galladay is coming out. Um, there's a lot of linemen. Uh, Trent Williams uh, is coming out from uh, San Francisco. I don't think there was talk uh, earlier in the year that we were going to pick him up uh, before the trade deadline. But uh, I don't, I don't see uh, us picking him up this year. I think our line is pretty much set. I think if anything, maybe you pick somebody up for depth on the line, just because it seems like Conklin and even though Conklin was uh, first team all pro, it seems like Conklin and Teller are always hurt. Yeah. Definitely a right guard because Teller was hurt a lot. Yeah. Um, Hey Teller, get your big ass out there and play. You're the best, right? You statistically the best right guard in football this year. Yeah. You stay healthy and get back on the damn field. There is – it shows, man. The offensive yeah. line this year, like last year – from last year to this year, it was a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah, and I think actually PFF, first time in history, in PFF history that the – Brown well, an offensive line was rated number one in the pass and number one in the run. Yeah. And that was yeah. our offensive line, which is damn good. That's something we haven't had in years. And I – me and uh, me and uh, old Sweet Robbery, we're always talking about uh, what we think it takes to win an NFL, to win a Super Bowl. Uh, and for me, it's a line, a good offensive line, a good defensive line, a great quarterback, and at least one good DB. Yep. And I think we're right on that path. There's a couple things we could tweak up, um, especially with the the helping pieces around there. Speaking of coming back to the safety position. 
there's a big, big name free agent out there by the name of Anthony Harris that we both are big on the Browns getting. And there was already talk of them getting him prior to the trade deadline. Um, So Harris is coming out. Uh, he, they're saying he's been one of the best, uh, best safeties in football, uh, in the past few season. Um, he's an all pro, um, or he's been, been playing at an all pro level. Uh, he, he had a 91.1 PFF grade, uh, season ago, which is insane, which is crazy. Um, they're saying he's a great coverage, uh, safety as well, which is amazing, which is what we could use really. Um, I think if they're, they're saying he's set to have a huge deal, though. Yeah, which kind of hurts us. Yeah, they said he. Um, just a uh, little backstory on uh, Anthony Harris says he's been a perfect free safety within Mike Zimmer's defense, which employs a lot of split safety looks and has been particularly adept at making plays on the football, with coverage being by far his biggest asset. Um, he's shown the ability to re- route concepts and quarterbacks at the same time, putting himself in a position to make plays. So I mean, that's that's I mean, he's special, and then and pass coverage is what I, it sounds like to me. Go get him. Yeah. I Why mean, not? We, and we were saying what he's twenty eight. He's bright in his prime. Yeah. Go get him. You're gonna have two, three, four years with him. He's gonna want to get paid. That's the only downside. He's gonna want to get paid. But look, at the end of the day, you guys want to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, Go get him. Like we were saying, what we were saying before, right before we recorded this is like, he, we're ready to win. We proved that. We're yeah. just a couple things away. Like, go get him. Why not? It's only going to help I mean, you. Yeah, and we got Delpit, but like we said, we can throw Delpit at strong. Yeah. It, so, and that's the best thing about Delpit is, yeah, he's coming off that Achilles injury, but in college, he played free safety and strong safety. So maybe you bring in somebody like Harris at free safety and move him to the strong safety. They're both ball hawks. Yeah. The only issue with Delpit that we know of is his tackling, which he said he's going to work on. So hopefully he works on it. Yeah. Um, he's got fuel to the fire, so I believe in him. Yeah. And imagine matching up Harris, Ward, Greedy, and Delpit in the backfield yeah. or in the I in mean, the for the DBs. For one, you think young. <laughs> yeah. For two, I mean, whatever you want to say about Denzel Ward, whether he's you think he's hurt when he's on the field, dude, he's one of the top. Uh, at least ten corners in the Yeah, league. definitely top ten. I would so, say. And that's that's bias taken out of it. Yeah, I, yeah. I was I was gonna say if you want to be biased, I could say top four or five. Yeah. But we'll just say top ten, just to be just to be fair. Yeah. yeah. Um and they have that would be awesome. <laughs> another uh, another option that I thought was interesting is Justin Simmons. Um the safety out of out of Denver. Um yeah. PF, PFF has him at a 90.7 overall in 2019. Uh, four, pe- four picks, 11 pass breakups to his name. Um, says he's, he was a rare free safety who also who was also extremely active against the run and in the box, notching 28 defensive stops over the season. Um, he struggled a little bit this year, uh, but they're saying that he's looking at uh, a big a big deal as well. Uh, they're – this uh, shout out pff.com. They're projecting to get a five year, $82.5 million uh, contract. So, a lot of money coming from him, but he's also one of the game's top safeties. So, I mean, if you're going to go out there and you guys want to make a splash in free agency, why not one of those two guys? Right? You need the position. You got to have the position. 
why not go out and pay him? What's the worst that happens? You pay him and then you get really good, and then maybe you lose out on a little bit of money down the down the road to sign, you know, somebody else in free agency, which to be honest with you, how active well, the Browns were very active in free agency last year. So I can't say that, but they haven't been active over the last couple of years. And knowing that the team is is you know only pieces away from a Super Bowl, uh, I think they they might go out and make a big splash this year. Yeah, and Simmons is young too; he's twenty seven. Yeah, so I mean, so, it don't it don't get much better than that. Yeah, like you said, I mean, they're probably gonna. I mean, they're obviously gonna want big time deals. Yeah, but I mean, I, yeah, I mean, it doesn't hurt, man. Go get one. Go make a splash. Um, if they decide not to go uh, linebacker in the draft, they could also pick up Levante David um, in free agency. He's, he's a free agent, uh, and he's coming up. I mean, he's a little bit older. He's in his 30s, um, but he had a damn good season this year. Yeah, and, I mean, he's paired with a good linebacker too, so. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if that affects that or how that works, but, no, nah, I mean, that's a, he's a well-known – well-known name, too. Him. Um, wouldn't be mad with that. Uh, you got Shaquille Barrett out there, uh, the edge rusher. I mean, he's only 30, so, I mean, he's still got a couple more years. Yeah. But it's also, you know, the Browns, yeah, you could get – the Browns, one, are young. They're I think the average age is like 25 or 26 on the team. Well, yeah, we're the youngest team by far. And you're also basically looking at we're close to getting the Super Bowl now. We've shown that we can compete with them. We've shown that we were in the top four of the AFC. So why not go out and get somebody who maybe is you know aging but is still playing at a high level? Yeah, you won't get them for five years. Maybe you can get them for three years, right? Um, but yeah, they got Shaquille Barrett out there at the edge, which would line up really good with uh, with Miles Garrett. I think that would be pretty interesting. Um. You could also bring in your boy Juju, you know, Corvette, Corvette. Let's get it, dude. So uh, I don't, I don't see. I'm just kidding. I, I don't see us getting Juju. I don't think they they would even think about bringing Juju in, not after his little antics. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, who else do they have out here that that's kind of intriguing? Uh, Cam Newton, yeah, good luck. Jadavion Clowney, uh, he's gonna be a free agent. Um, um, on this little list here, top three players, uh, this this guy says, uh, y- Yannick and Ngakwe for the Ravens, Dean, and yeah, yeah, um, which was I weird that the Ravens went out and got him and barely used him. I know, I, I didn't get that either. He'll be 31, though, so mm. I mean. I don't see why not. I mean, if Vernon isn't cutting it, then maybe you take yeah. a shot at somebody else that's kind of the same range as him. Yeah. I mean, I think he can – I think he's a definitely a better pass rusher than yeah. uh, Olivier Vernon. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, on here they have uh, Richard Sherman as well. Richard Sherman is going to be a uh, free agent. Oh, okay. That's interesting. He's old, yeah. but he's still playing pretty good. I mean, he's a big name, so obviously with Richard Sherman comes paying guaranteed money probably, I would imagine. Yeah, I would say. That's the only thing that really uh, isn't exactly uh, intriguing to me. I, again, like as the Browns, you love to play money ball because we always have trying to save up as much draft, uh, you know, draft capital and money as we can to pay players. But eventually we're going to have to start dishing it out. 
Speaking of Sherman too, uh, I mean Joe Woods was there a year ago. Yeah, that's true. So maybe uh, there's maybe there's something there. Sherman comes yeah. in, he gives a little uh, little veteran insight to the younger guys, Ward and, yeah. and uh, Greedy. Yeah. Uh, another cool. another interesting one to me is Bud Dupree's going to be a free agent after this year. Oh wow, that'd be huge. That man. would be amazing. For, too, so who knows? Maybe you can snag him up for cheaper or something. Yeah. Um. I don't know I mean, that I don't, I don't. He's gonna get paid, I think. Regardless, yeah, though, yeah, he is. He is. Uh, he'll, he'll get paid. So I, I don't know if they'll go that way. But Shaquille yeah. Griffiths out there as well, uh, pretty solid. Quentin Dunbar. Um, there's a lot of good names out there. Aaron Jones is gonna be a free agent too. That's wild. I don't see us getting a running back, but nah, no way. You never know. It's always possible. True. Matthew Judon for uh, for the Ravens is uh, free agents as well. Yeah. That's that's a damn good uh, damn good player right there. Uh, we should know. We see him twice a year. I know, right? Um, but yeah, there's a yeah, lot of getting people from Baltimore would be nice. That way they're not against us. Yeah, <laughs> let's just get all the best players from Baltimore and from uh, from Pittsburgh. Yeah, not really worried about a uh, whole Cincinnati down there and the dirty natty. They don't. Yeah. They don't really warrant. They don't really uh, scare me too much. I say that until Burroughs comes back and he throws for four hundred yards on this game. Um, but yeah, they got in this list. They got Anthony Harris and Justin Simmons at six and seven. Yeah, as the top fifty free agents. So I mean, like you said, they're going to want paid. But I mean, if we can do it, do it, man. Yeah, why not? My, if you're going to make a splash, you might as well make a splash now. Yeah. So, yeah. um, lot, lot of, lot of moving pieces this off season. A uh, lot yeah, of very, very exciting off season, man. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what the Browns do. Um, yeah, especially front office. I think as the draft comes around and as free agency comes around, we're definitely going to get a feel for what the organization is moving. For. They've, they've moved forward uh, in a good direction now. Now it's to see if they can take it uh, that next level with free agency in the draft. Yeah. So, a lot of good pieces uh, coming out in the draft. The yeah. yeah that's, what, that's what I'll be looking for. A lot of good uh, pieces coming out in the draft. A lot of good pieces coming out in free agency. Uh, we'll definitely be tuning in to make sure uh, that we get as much information out as we can about the Browns um, and just make sure that we're kind of trending in the right direction. Hopefully, we can be in the playoffs again next year. I don't definitely. see why not. So, um, Absolutely not, man. But that's going to do it for this episode of Brown's Banner. Uh, James, I want to thank you for taking the time out, coming on, man. It's always great yes, to talk sir. Browns with you. It's always great uh, to talk football in general with you. Absolutely. Um, you know we love to do this, man. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, we all love to do it. That's why we're Amateur Hour Sports Talk, man. Yeah. Just just regular dudes talking about sports. Um, I don't know if you plan on uh, twitching anytime soon. Uh, if you're going to be going live anytime soon, but if you want to go ahead and give a shout out to your, uh, your Twitch stream. Yeah. Um, www.twitch.tv slash how you mean, make sure you, make sure you guys, uh, check them out. Make sure you guys, uh, you want to shout out your Twitter handle so they can give you a follow on Twitter as well. Um, it's, I think it's, I just changed it. So I think it's Fowdy, uh, two Y's with an underscore. Um, 
Make sure to give him a follow on Twitter. Follow him on Twitch. My man just recently got affiliated. Big news yes, out there. Big news out there making, doing big things. Making money moves. Hey, <laughs> let's get it, dude. I get it, dude. <laughs> uh, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter uh, at capital A, capital H, Sports Talk, Amateur Hour Sports Talk. Make sure you guys go ahead and uh, subscribe to us if you're not always already subscribed. Leave us a review. Go ahead and reach out to us on social media. Give us a follow on Facebook. We're very active on Facebook, very active on Twitter. Uh, make sure you guys reach out. Hopefully, we can get some uh, some insights from you guys as well. Uh, make sure you guys stay tuned for the next episode from uh, not just for me, Browns Banner. I'll be trying to come to you weekly, uh, but as well as the whole entire Amateur Hour Sports crew. Uh, make sure you're on the lookout Friday morning, Friday, Saturday morning. We're going to have new content out, uh, talk about the NFL playoffs, all that good stuff. So we'll get a couple more viewpoints. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, make sure you guys stay tuned in for more content.